Holy shit, you know what the best thing is sometimes? When I pass out like a ratchet bitch with my makeup on and I wake up and it's still fucking perfect. (laughs) It's really, really gross. Should never go to sleep with any makeup on. I don't put anything on my face, thank God. I just like to doll up my eyes a little bit with that wang, that eyeliner wang and a little bit of glitter just for good measure to highlight the corners of my eyes because... You know that shit looks cute. (laughs) Damn, homie, it has been quite a week. Real busy, real productive. I bailed on work today because why the fuck not? I have stuff to do and I felt like I was coming down with something. It's that time of year, you know, where people are coming into work sick and I'm not sitting on my ass all day at work. I'm moving stuff around. I'm always moving. I'm always doing things. So... I will not miss work number one. Work number one is my priority. Work number two, I can fuck off here or there. So I sucked it up. I got through those four days of 10-hour shifts, and I killed it. And today, I took a personal day to get some rest to ensure that I don't get sick. And in case I do or am... I surely do not want to share that with the people that I work with at my office because they're scientists and they work their asses off and the last thing they need is to be sick. So to be considerate and like 70% for my own selfish reasons, I'm chilling. I got stuff to do today. I'm finally going to test out my monitor. I was kind of choked because I was like, ah, I should stream this morning, but with this one TV right now that I'm using as my monitor. It's a bit difficult. So I figured that I would chill and just record as normal. And uh, I would get some of this stuff going. Do some cleaning your room, bucko. You know? (laughs) So sweet and sour. Sweet and sour tastes over the last couple of days because I've just gotten some lovely, lovely positive messages. And then I got this huge long ass comment. And I want to discuss both with you because it's an interesting contrast that I have. Of course, the, uh, the negative stuff is not as big a deal to me as the positive stuff. But it's fun to discuss anyway because it just kind of, it always illuminates to me an insecure guy versus a secure guy. And uh, I'm very lucky that I have such stark contrasts in my life, right? My, my bad relationships are highlighted by the immensely good relationships that I have and the good friendships and, and the positivity that I get versus this very small amount of negativity that I get. But it is negativity nonetheless, not even earned negativity, just people wanting to start shit. So let me read you this message that I got because it was so sweet and it totally made my day. So a few weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago, um, I had posted this thing on Instagram that was like, I've mentioned this a few times. um, I'd rather hear about your depression or your upset than hear about your death. Please reach out and talk if you need to. And this friend messaged me and just kind of let me know that something was happening And uh, I think it was probably just nice for him that, you know, he could just say that he's on the verge of a breakdown and he's trying to deal with some stuff and it's just really hard, but he's going to hold it together and he's trying to hold it together because he's got a family, you know, he's got children. And I've talked about this pressure that men have before where um, they can't feel like they can feel stuff because it's like some kind of somebody will question their manhood because, you know, they're, they're having a hard time. And it's totally okay to have a hard time. Sometimes life gets a little tiring. It's exhausting when you have children, when you have a wife too. And, you know, you're just managing the household. You're handling your shit. And I've got a couple guys like this in my life. I got a, I got a couple of friends who really their modus operandi is just suck it up buttercup and deal with it because I'm a father and I'm a husband and I've got a family to take care of and that's what's more important so I can set my shit aside but you know what 
it effervesces under the surface and it can be very, very difficult to deal with it. And we're all human beings, you know, sometimes it can get a bit much and that's okay. So I got a message because I had posted a cute video of me at work in this adorable outfit that I had because I don't know, frankly, I just look cute lately. I've been glowing and it feels really good. (laughs) So uh, call me a braggart, but I'm just stating facts. And, uh, you know, he said, you weren't lying in your podcast. You look great. And I said, hee hee, thank you. How have you been? Better than last time, I hope. And he responded, I'm doing better. Still facing some of the same challenges, but nothing just disappears, right? Exactly. Actually doing a course today on emotional first aid, lol. Not to inflate your ego, lol. (laughs) But I listen to your podcast now, and it's nice to just listen to you talk about your week. I find that given what I do for a living, it's hard to sit and just listen to people talk about what's going on in their lives because sometimes people's issues just don't seem like such a big deal or important because I hear and deal with so much negative shit. So he is, I believe, emergency dispatch or um, he works in dispatch for the police when people call in for emergencies or when things happen. So, you know, domestics and fires and just a whole range of stuff. Continuing on. And it's helping me learn to just listen and learn about what's important to other people and realize that sure, it's not a life or death type of situation, but that doesn't mean it's not important and that it is affecting them, both emotionally and physically. You also have a beautiful voice. First of all, I've gotten that compliment a few times over the last couple of weeks from quite a few people. And I'm glad for that because it would be really difficult to listen to someone if they have not a nice voice. It helps, you know, it really helps to have a nice voice. Frankly, even I like my voice. Um, I always think it could be worse. It could be more high pitched. It could be something that's not particularly easy to listen to or grating. You don't want a grating voice, right? That could be a bit rough. But that message right there made me so happy to know that someone takes the time to know that somebody is getting something positive out of me just talking about regular shit and you know what I I like doing that because a it just comes naturally to me and b it's so easy to get caught up in the polarization of because of politics and just the negativity that people generally like to involve themselves in and talk about. And it just so much of it. There's so much negative shit that you can hang on to or find about any given topic at any place on YouTube in a lot of places, you know, and I'm not saying I can't be negative. I certainly can and I certainly will and I will share that when I do, but I hope to not make it an experience where people leave feeling negatively. So when I get a message like that, it makes me so happy, you know? It's so happy to provide someone with a perspective or to stoke somebody to think in a different way and and bring some kind of understanding whether I intended to or not just by talking like a regular person who's got regular things going on and who tries their best. I don't even need to try that hard. I just find the silver lining in situations because that's what I like to do. It's just generally, it's just my natural disposition, if you could even call it a disposition. But excuse me, let me have a sip of coffee. Um, I have had a couple of messages like this. Here's another one. Here's another one. It's so nice. I started listening to your cast from the start. I'm on the second one. Honestly, I can say I really do like hearing your voice and the things you talk about are really cool. Your shows keep me riveted. I'm going to keep watching them too. As strange as that all sounded, I'm honestly like, whoa, because I never heard a podcast before. Not my thing, but I dig yours. I'm subbed to your podcast on iTunes and your YouTube. Like, what? What? 
How sweet is that? And honestly, it could have just been the one positive messages message, Jesus, that I received that would have made my day. But then there's another one like that. And it's so, it just warms my heart. It's good to see that out there. It's good to see that people appreciate and listen. And you know, it's not a a little thing when someone takes out an hour of their day with whatever else they may be they may be doing to listen to what you have to say and just to kind of have a hang. You know? Kind of have a hang and just chill out and listen to what this crazy girl is talking about. This girl with like barely a a uh, sizable channel not even I can't even call it sizable it's non-existent in YouTube terms which is fine with me <laughs> it's fine with me as long as it brings me positivity and to know that that brings other people positivity is very very enriching for me so thank you guys for listening and I appreciate that you're getting something positive out of it and now for the sour all right, now for the sour. Get ready. This may come off a little bit negative, but let's do this. So there was a gentleman who was in my server. He was kind of in the, the circle of friends, I guess, and he was kind of talking, and he always kind of had paranoia issues because he's had very poor experience with women. And uh, for some reason, it got to a point where he thought that I had a grudge against him or was starting shit against him. Um, I don't always get the chance to check my phone or hop into Discord. So if somebody says good morning to me and I don't respond, it is never because I am intentionally ignoring them. I love good mornings. I love greetings. So if people are saying hi, whenever I'm able, I try to respond and say hi. There may have been a time or there definitely was a time because it was mentioned by him where he had said good morning and I didn't respond. I also hadn't been in Discord probably for about, I don't know, 18, 20 hours after that whole thing happened, came in the next day, said good morning like usual, and got accused of ignoring them. Now, just like I'm not special, and sometimes I'll say good morning and get no responses in the Discord, that's just going to happen. You know, sometimes people look at things and then they leave because they have other things to do. I never get caught up in the fact that someone hasn't messaged me back or someone hasn't said anything. I've n I don't understand that. Um, even if I get butthurt over it, and usually it's just if my friends don't message me back, and I'll be like, hey, are you okay? Because it's out of the ordinary. You know, we message each other. We all have kind of a routine now where we say good morning. We ask how our sleeps were and we say have a good day at work and I'll check in with you later and we'll go on from there, you know. But uh, Discord is not something that I'm, I'm too concerned about in terms of keeping in touch. I try my best, but real life will always take precedence over the phone or over over discord or or anything online because real life's real life yo i got shit to do i got jobs to work i got money to make and i have my actual friendships to keep lubricated with this kind of supplemental contact through my phone and i do and i can't always think of everything or everybody all the time there's only a finite amount of will that I have in a day and where that's spent, I don't totally have a say over either because there's constraints that I need to deal with. And uh, those are my priorities. And that's just how it goes, right? So what ends up happening is the first time he hopped into a stream I was doing with, with someone, I can't remember who, and uh, he's like, do you have a grudge? And I very carefully explained why, like, why would I have a grudge? I don't have a grudge with you. I Like, I don't even know you that well. We don't talk very much, you know. Um, I haven't had time to even talk with you if that's something you want. So no grudge, no, no hard feelings, nothing from my end. I'm not interested in creating problems when I don't need to. I have problems and those are problems that I want to deal with. And there are certain problems with certain people that are definitely worth dealing with because the relationships are worth it for me to maintain. 
But other than that, I don't really, I can't say I care too much, especially with these online things, unless I've built a friendship with you. Um, I, I just can't. There's my friends that I've met on the internet and they know who they are. And then there's internet acquaintances who I see here and there that I say hi to, that will say hi to me, will keep in touch. And that's it, right? Anyways, again, a few weeks ago, started shit with me went crazy. And look, if you're going to run around, I don't care if you make memes about me. I'll read this apology and you'll understand. But he was making memes about me. Now, there was a crew of people I used to hang out with. You know, the AIU crew. I'm sure everybody knows who the hell I'm talking about. And this group of people are a group of people I ejected out of my life a long time ago. It is very clear I do not like them. It is very clear I'm not interested in being involved with them. And it's just, it's just been elucidated to the nth degree. So I don't talk about it. I'm not interested in giving it any attention. And listen, if you're going to be somebody who's going to run around with them and make fun of me, well... First of all, make fun of me. I don't care. Make as many memes as your heart desires making fun of me. I'm not bothered by it. It's not like I'm not aware those fucking fags make memes about me or were making memes about me and talking about me for quite some time. It's just like, losers. You guys are losers, you know? You guys are just sad. 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 So sad. And if you're going to go do that, run around with people you don't, with that I don't like, or that clearly there is a rift between us, don't come to me with your sorries and shit after, you know? Like, you know what you did. You know what you're doing. Hang out with those people. I don't mind. I have no care. And I, I get a screenshot of like, oh, ha ha, look at this, right? And I'm like, because this is what people do. Please do not doubt. <laughs> That I'm not aware when I'm talked about because I get screenshots, okay? I get screenshots. I get really weird anonymous messages from people that seem incredibly obvious who the heck they are. And it's just, it's entertainment for me. So if you want to keep doing that and it makes your day happy, I'm glad I can provide you with that. <laughs> you go right ahead, sweetie. You go right ahead. That whole thing happened. So before that, there were a few times where I asked him if there was actually something he had a problem with with me, this person, who, by the way, left a public comment in my last video, which I will read. And uh, no, no problem, no nothing, no problem. But there was a problem. He failed to talk about it like an adult with me. He failed to even identify what it was because it wasn't with me. His problem is with him. And how a person like me, who's confident and who generally is a very nice person, likes to get along with people. And for some reason, he wasn't getting out of me what he wanted or expected, I guess, and thought that there was some kind of bad blood there. Every time I asked him about it, he said it's fine. We ended on a good note. The last time that I spoke with him, I ended up blocking him because it's like, if you're not going to hold yourself responsible for what you did and you're still trying to come in here and start shit, which you're very bad at, by the way. You're, you're not funny. You're not good at starting troll beef, if that's what you were trying to do. You're just not good at that. And it's because you're a paranoid person. You've had bad experiences with women. Therefore, you are turned off by women like me, perhaps, whatever it is. Again, even I can't identify it because I don't know you. And... um you're going to take that out on me. Now, this is not something that I'm not used to. Fuck boys act like this with me. They start shit with me, and it's weird. I am not interested in not getting along with people, especially if you're somebody I'm going to keep in contact with. If we are at a point where things just aren't working, you're just going to get the block because that is how you appropriately deal with these kinds of situations. That's the beautiful thing about the internet. If you don't want to talk to somebody, if you don't want to deal with them, you block them. You do not communicate with them anymore. There is no point stoking drama where drama will always come from. 
There will always be drama in your relationships, but it's the degree and how that drama comes about that matters. And I'm just not interested in this petty high school man-child little boy shit anymore. I'm 32 years old. I'm heading towards 40. And these guys want to, first of all, they're older than me, which is fucking pathetic. Guys, please get it together. It's really not a good look that you're behaving like this. If you have girlfriends, it is amazing to me because this is some real douchey ass behavior. And I get behavior like this from guys who are like, you should never treat women poorly. You should treat women well. Have respect women. And then in the background, they're doing all this shady and gross shit. Please, okay? I can see you. I don't want to see you. Get blocked, fag, all right? Let me read you this message. So I guess after he did all this and after I blocked him, he felt bad and he left me a long comment on my YouTube channel, which is fine. You feel free. You clearly do not have an avenue to adequately express yourself and you need that. So I won't block you on there. I will await more. If that's what you would like to do, leave comments there. You're free to do so go ahead. Comes back apologizing and all this stuff. So let me read it. Please, before you will block me from here as well, read this. First, I'm really sorry for talking behind your back and making that meme. I am not upset about the meme. I don't really care about you talking behind my back. Okay? It's fine. (laughs) I know there's no excuse for that. I failed big time and I will understand why you may not ever want to hear anything from me ever again. I swear I don't want to justify my behavior, but explain it. I have found myself a good psychiatrist. Well, I'm really glad for that because clearly you need it because you have a lot of issues and you're not managing them adequately on your own and are unable to do so. A professional is always a good way to go, so I'm glad you're doing that. And he explained to me that I have overanalyzed, and because I misread your behavior towards me in a negative way, I really thought that you want to make me your pushover. Oh my god. Why people think they're so special that I just want to single them out and make them a pushover? No. I made jokes at you. I called you Pebble. This is what we do with our friends. You are not special here, okay? The way to respond is to not think I'm trying to put you in a position where I can make you my pushover because that doesn't interest me. I don't know if you notice, but most of my friends are men. So we have a very playful kind of relationship going on where like Chris and I roll our eyes at each other all the time. We always act like we're annoyed with each other. And he actually might be a little annoyed with me because he always talks about how I never stop talking, which is totally fine because it's true. But I love Chris. Chris is one of the dearest people to my freaking heart. And he's not the only one, you know, like Jay and I will make jokes with each other. Sean and I will make jokes with each other. Paul and I like it's just friendly, loving playfulness. That's it. But we also have a rapport that we've built over the last couple of years where we're able to express each other like that. Now, I understand some people want to get in on that. Because it is pretty sweet, not going to lie. Super fun to be able to, even if you are a little annoyed with someone, to be able to say you're fucking annoying and not make it a big drama, big deal thing. That is the joy of having friends like this, is you can just say, God, you're fucking annoying. And they'll just roll their eyes and move on with their day. And the next day, it's good morning. Hi, how are you? Because that's how we roll, doggy. That's how we roll, Okay. I'm not interested in making anybody my pushover. I don't like guys like that. That grosses me out. Never will I like a guy who's a pushover. And never will I like a guy who is so weak mentally that he cannot handle that kind of style from me. We're not going to get along if you're going to take anything I say negatively to begin with. My intentions are never negative. My intentions are to have fun and be playful and play around. If you take that as cunty, that means you just don't know me very well. And that should also tell you, we're not friends, dude. Okay? Let's see, where was I? I know, insane. 
Well, I'm glad you acknowledged that. I appreciate it. Once again, please don't take this as a justification of my behavior, but as an explanation. Because even if that would be true, I should deal with it differently. I certainly agree. And not in that aggressive and childish way. Exactly. Now, aggressive and childish is how a lot of these guys come at me. Because, sorry bro, but I'm untouchable by your bullshit. I can think like a person who has a brain. And there are more important things in my life than how you may make me feel. So most of the time, it's going to be a passing thought. And overall, I just cannot give it any energy. I just can't. It's not worth it. My energy is very precious to me. Therefore, I will spend it on things that are precious to me. Otherwise, nah. Sorry, I'm grown, okay? And I'm trying to be grown. So even if I falter from that, I'm not going to sit here and not hold myself responsible if I act like a child sometimes. It's just not how I do things. Let's continue. I also want to apologize that it took me so long to write this apology. I mean, everybody apologizes or does things on their own time. I don't think you need to apologize for that. But I wanted to be sure about the situation. The psychiatrist has made it clear, not to mention that I feel ashamed and awkward after what I've done. Yes, you're supposed to. You're supposed to feel ashamed and awkward when you act awkward and do things that warrant you feeling ashamed. You know, you should act in a way that you can tell the truth about how you act. And when the truth makes you feel ashamed, that tells you something about you. I appreciate that you've recognized that and that you said that out loud. Uh, yes, it took me a while to get myself together to write this. If I only undo the damage somehow. Anyway, I understand if you will not want to forgive me. Betrayal is usually unforgivable. I just want you to know that I'm really sorry and will never do it again. You're right. You won't ever do it again because we will never talk again. <clears throat> I just want you to know that I'm really sorry and will never do it again. And that's a promise for me. You have my word. Finally, if you ever will be ready to forgive me, please give me a reply. Well, here's your reply. And that reply is, I forgive you. I appreciate you for coming out and saying sorry and recognizing where you made a mistake and actually holding yourself responsible for your behavior, which has been nothing but annoying. And I don't even know why it happened you know obviously we've we've established this was all you and all your problem good for you for that that's a big step forward um in terms of speaking again I am certainly not interested that will not happen you will remain blocked on every channel except for this one you can feel free to express yourself if that's what makes you feel better because as I said earlier I don't think you have any friends that you can actually talk to and work your mind out with. I'm glad you're seeing a psychiatrist. I'm very happy for that. I'm not interested in having this kind of energy in my life. I just can't. When there's so many positive things going on for me, and when I have a group of friends with whom, I would, with whom I've established relationships now, and I'm going to maintain those particular ones, I just don't have the room for this kind of stuff and just just considering the track record of the numerous times you have come to me with really silly stuff that I did not bring into being I, I just can't this is a decision I have to make for you know enjoying my life you got to eliminate as many potential negatives or negatives as possible and continue on and appreciate the positives and one thing that people like this help me do is just appreciate the friends that I have in my life who support me and love me and care and uh, who have good intentions and don't actually want to cause me problems. And that's where my energy is going to go. I can't be here helping fix people who are just going to come at me with dumb shit. And I don't mean to be rude about that. But it's not one time. It has been more than one time. So that's clear to me there's a pattern of behavior. And it's a pattern of behavior that I would rather not have. 
I do not have any quarrels or qualms ejecting people from my life who have a continuous track record of being a contentious and difficult person to deal with. No thanks. If you can't talk honestly and if you can't hold yourself responsible for your shit when it's occurring after I've told you about it numerous times, you're not an adult to me. You're just, you're still a child to me and I just cannot communicate with you and I'm going to get nothing out of that communication. Believe me, I've spent three hours talking to a fuckboy who tried to gaslight me and tell me that, oh, this is all my fault and shit happened, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? That didn't turn out good. And that would have never turned out good because there's a mindset in that person of I am always correct. I can never be wrong. You are the one who is wrong. Let me write a story about your intentions. Apply that to my shit and how I felt to justify the stupid feelings that I felt and put the blame on you. No thanks. That kind of fuckboy shit, keep to yourself. Not interested. And I don't care who you are. You could be anybody. You could be the the person that people see as the greatest, who I once saw as the greatest. But once you reveal yourself to be a bitch like this, no thanks. That is not an influence I need. It taints everything else that you do for me and I'm just, I can't get with it. You dig? I'm here trying to be positive and create the conditions for myself where I can flourish and be a a human being who is adding value to her own life. And that's how it goes. Sometimes you got to recognize where those people are and you got to eject them. Hit the eject button. It's the best. Hit eject and move the fuck on. Because there are always going to be people who are nothing but negative and bring nothing but negativity. Cannot handle when you don't agree with them. Cannot handle when you think that they did something wrong and you can explain it and they're not going to accept because they can never be wrong. That's not the kind of person to have around, okay? And you may have continuous wins, but if you can't recognize when you are losing, you're not an honest person and you're not someone worth talking to and you are somebody who's going to continuously bring drama into my life and frankly, I'm good being boring and positive, if that's what it is. You know, I'm quite all right with that. Quite, quite all right. So anyways, as I said, appreciate your apology. Appreciate you taking responsibility. And appreciate you taking the time to write me that message. But we will no longer talk. I'm not interested in responding to you at any point after this and mentioning it this way um and that's that i hope you do take care i hope you are okay and i hope you continue to see a psychiatrist to handle that it's a really unfortunate thing when people have bad experiences when men have bad experiences with women and then every woman after that is just a bitch just holding a grudge, just this, this, that. That's really, really not good. I have had some really unfortunate and shitty relationships. And let me just say, I'm not saying I acted perfectly in those two difficult relationships, okay? I didn't. But the treatment, the poor treatment was coming from a place that was not me. And I cannot think of the idea of putting that mentality on a future potential friend, boyfriend, whatever, like it's their fault. It's kind of like the thing how black people want white people now to hold themselves responsible for the pains of their ancestors. Hey, I wasn't there. I didn't do it. Why are you blaming me? In the same way, anybody you meet in the future, it's not their fault what somebody else did to you and they shouldn't have to bear the burden of responsibility of someone else's actions just know get over it there are some bad apples out there you took a bite out of one you got a little sick your body will purge that unless you want to keep biting into that apple 
And if you do, if you continue to take bites out of that poison apple, and eventually you feel like you're dying, remember you can choose to put the apple down and you can seek an antidote. And if you don't, that is on you. Stop putting your pain and your past experiences on other people who have nothing and have had nothing to do with it. It's very unfair and it only fucks you up. You are ruining relationships that you could have in the future with people who might actually really improve your situation. You're doing that to yourself. You are crippling yourself by keeping negativity around and by sticking around people who are going to be a certain way that isn't good overall, in the long term, in the bigger picture. And they'll tell you they're positive. They'll tell you they're doing good for you. No, if anybody needs to tell you they're doing good for you, be careful of that. There's some creepy-ass motivations behind people who will tell you they're good for you. They're great for you. They're the best for you. They're going to improve your life. They will trick you into thinking that they are. All the while, all the energy they bring to your life is nothing but vitriolic and negative. Look at the way people express themselves. It tells you a lot about them. And especially with this YouTube shit, right? People are like, oh, it's a persona. It's a persona. No, my dear. It is an aspect of your personality that you are commodifying, as Tim Dillon was talking about. And you lose touch with that part of yourself because you think it's separate, but it's not. You're channeling that shit from a deep place inside you. And to separate yourself from the person that you express yourself to be outwardly is such a cop-out. You're a copping out from accepting this really dark and shitty aspect of yourself. And that's an unfortunate thing because that means you don't have a good relationship with yourself and it's just gross. It's way more respectable when someone's like, yeah, this is just a part of me. This is how I express myself. This is how I am. I have anger and vitriol in me and I direct it towards these things and I like to talk about it. All right, cool. I can respect that. But to say, oh, no, this isn't me. This isn't me. It's just entertainment. No, bitch. No. Get it together. Look in the mirror and face the fact that you're kind of a cunt. And that's how it goes. <laughs> and that's that. So, very interesting contrasts to have for me. I appreciate it. Whether it's negative or positive, I appreciate it. Because I'm always learning about how I'm having an effect on things. And when people give me feedback, and they tell me like, you know, I really like listening to you. I really don't like listening to you. I think you're a bitch or I think you're this. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Don't listen. <laughs> if you don't like it, you have a choice. If I'm a poison apple, stop taking bites. Stop eating me up. Stop coming here and giving me attention in any kind of way. Because I'm not here begging for your attention. Do I like attention? Absolutely. But I get a lot of that in real life, okay? I really do. And it's, it's very difficult for me to, to just get on here or to do what I do simply for attention. If that was the case, I could do a lot worse stuff and get attention. You know, do you know the kinds of videos on YouTube that get the most views? <laughs> that get the most views. There are people out there who actually put a lot of time and thought into what they produce and put on YouTube. You know, Sargon is one of those people. I really, really appreciate the way he handles things. He's such a polite gentleman and he puts work into his videos and he's a good thinker, you know, and he's just a nice guy. Whether you agree with him or not, he has his reasons for whatever. We all do. But at the end of the day, what matters the most is how you treat people interpersonally. And that says a lot. And uh, I've had a lot of things revealed to me in the last little while about certain people that I know 
or used to know. And uh, I've learned lessons. And you know what? It's when you conclude that it's just not the worth the kind of energy, not worth having that kind of energy in your life. You just can't. My mind and my body are like, nope, eject. And for the first time in a long time, those things feel like they're in sync. They fell out of sync. They fall out of sync to fall back in sync again. And I'm sure I'll fall out of sync again. But right now, it feels like I'm doing good, you know, internally, outwardly, I'm trying. If there's discrepancies, I'm hoping the people around me can point them out. Like I have my friend Victoria. She is just so, she kills me with how much she has grown up in the last little while. You know, she used to be very afraid to kind of voice her opinion. But now she's like, it's irresponsible of me as a friend to not let you know where you're fucking up. And I'm like, exactly. And that's exactly the kind of people I want around. Who are, we're going to sit down, we're going to have a nice breakfast, and over sangria, we're going to talk about things that I could do better at, or that I'm not seeing, or that I'm refusing to believe because I'm, there's some emotional satisfaction that I'm trying to chase, that I'm never going to get, that I'm believing and telling myself is there. No. Your friends knock you out of the extra delusion that you shouldn't have in your life. And I'm lucky I have that. So come at me. I'm basically untouchable because I have wicked friends. That's how it goes. Wicked friends. And they keep me sane and they keep me grounded. You know, Gina's like that too. Amy, this thing that you do is fucking annoying. I don't like it. Okay, let's talk about it. And we did. You, You spend like an hour or two listening to ways in which you're fucking annoying and people here that I spend time with will know better than people I don't really get to see face to face or spend very much time with just because of time constraints and stuff like that and it's hard it's not like I don't have to go through this thing where I have to hear about the the ways in which I'm not always acting optimally or the best and I'm interested in that as difficult as it is because I want to try and make that better ameliorate you know So I'm very lucky. I have a solid structure of people around me now that I have built. I have chased these people. I have built relationships with them. I have told them they are important to me and I don't want them to go because they bring me great value. They improve me as a person every fucking day. And if I can provide that to anybody else, which is the dream, then I'm here for you. And that's what I want to do. And that's what's going to give me what I want, which is enriching, long-lasting, healthy relationships. I am on my way to creating that, and I have created it to some degree. And I can't sit here and pretend I don't have it. I do, and I'm very lucky. Very lucky. Very lucky my brain wanted to do that. That's what a broken, fucked-up family situation will have you chasing. And I got to tell you, it's worth it. The difficulty is worth it. The challenge is worth it. Having to hear the shitty things about yourself is worth it. Because now I have motivation to fix it. Motivation to keep these people around who I don't want to annoy. Who I don't want to make feel shitty. No, 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 no. I don't want to do it, okay? I don't like it, big boy. (laughs) Anyways, there's a little rant. Um, I only got so many chances and so much understanding in me before I recognize something in someone and just have to realize, no, you're done. I don't want to give you time. I don't want to give you energy. And I don't like your shitty energy, your fake energy, your let me put on a facade energy. Bitch, please. That was great in high school. If there's no reciprocity of genuineness in my relationships now, it doesn't matter who you are or how much I may like you at that point. Bye. Um, bye. I don't want to ask any more questions. I don't need to hear any more reasons. I just don't like you. Please go away. And that's it. And sure, maybe at first it's difficult for the first few days to not talk to someone you really like. 
But after that, life goes on, dude. And that spot gets filled by people who are better. And you totally forget who that person is or who they were. We have ideas about how people are based on the way they behave with us. And when those ideas get incoherent due to some behavior of theirs that comes in and shatters your perspective of how they are, you really got to take the time to examine that. It's very important. And the other thing that I'm realizing is if you're not losing friends, you're just not growing up, you know, unless you're and or if you're actually going through the motions of building and dealing with that wrongness, some people are going to grow up and the people who don't want to are the ones you should get rid of. But you're always going to have people or you're going to have people in your life who are going to grow with you or at least come along and ride the waves with you. Those are the ones to keep around. And uh, as I've iterated many times, I'm very lucky I got that. So this confidence and whatever you want to call it arrogance, you can call it arrogance, sure. Call it snobbery. Call it whatever your small mind needs to call it to be somewhat comfortable with it. I'm going to call it confidence. I'm going to call it being comfortable. And I'm going to call it being fucking rock steady right now because that's how I feel and that's what it is, okay? I got lots of good people around me. And I say that again and again, yes, to remind myself so that I don't get caught up in other people's negative shit that they want to throw at me constantly because they think I'm trying to start shit. Listen, how you ain't that special. I'm not starting shit with you, okay? Nobody in the, in the history of my time on the internet I have never been the person to start shit with somebody. The instigator has always been the other person. (laughs) Like, for fuck's sake, I got a catalog of these bitches who just want to come at me and say shit. Like, this bitch is too high on her horse. Let me knock her down. Please. How you gonna do that on a toy horse, motherfucker? You ain't. You just ain't. Run at me with your shit. I'm just gonna laugh. And if you're gonna keep talking about me, trust me, it's, it's, it's like viscerally satisfying to know that people think about you and talk about you so much time after an issue has passed and since they've been blocked. Oh, you just roll your eyes, smile, and move on. Oh, well, I got this shit going on, but ha ha, okay. <laughs> and that's how it goes, baby. That's how it goes. Anyways, that was a rant. That was a rant. It's been a while since I've read some psychology. So let's look at an article, shall we? Let's see. (sighs) Our creative ideas are viewed as a window into our true selves. You ready for this? This looks awesome. Creative ideas are perceived to be revealing of the self according to research published in Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin. The findings provide new insights into the psychological and interpersonal consequences of creativity. Most research on creativity has assumed that creativity is almost inherently positive and so most of the focus has been on how to boost creative output. More recently, I've become interested in the consequences of expressing creative ideas, said study author Jack A. Goncalo, a professor and the Robert and Helen P. Sat- oh, and the Robert and Helen P. C.'s faculty fellow at the Geis College of Business. Geis College of Business? I don't know. The link to self-disclosure came about through a conversation I had with a real estate agent who was showing my family homes, and we remarked on the variety of different candle scents that we had smelled throughout the day. This conversation turned into an impromptu brainstorming session. Everyone started sharing various ideas for candle scents, vanilla, freshly baked cookies, orange grove. Then the agent shared a candle scent idea that was so inappropriate that it stopped the conversation completely. That got me thinking, are the ideas we share revealing of our true selves? Does being creative feel personally self-disclosing? So my co-author Josh Katz and I turned that experience into the series of laboratory experiments. The research consisted of five separate experiments. In three experiments with 600 participants in total, the researchers found that people who were asked to generate creative ideas compared to typical or conventional ideas 
were more likely to believe those ideas revealed something about themselves. Their fourth experiment, which included included another 399 participants, indicated that focusing on one particular category of creative ideas tended to produce greater feelings of self-disclosure. In particular, people asked to brainstorm new scents for candles believed their ideas revealed more about themselves when asked to generate only new fruit scents compared to any type of scent. This result seems consistent with a growing stream of research suggesting that creativity not only demands cognitive flexibility, but also focused persistence, the researchers wrote in their study. In the fifth and final experiment, 326 participants generated ideas and then shared them with one another. The researchers found that participants believed they disclosed more about their personality after sharing creative ideas compared to conventional ideas. The participants also felt that their partner revealed more personal information when sharing creative ideas. The instruction to be creative is very common in organizations, but it is not benign. In the process of being creative, you rely on your own idiosyncratic point of view and unique preferences, thus making the ideas you share revealing of your true self, Goncalo told Cypost. More importantly, other people listen to your ideas and make judgments about you. We found that when people heard another individual's creative ideas, they became more confident that their judgments about their personality were accurate. People are not just judging your ideas, they are making personal judgments about you based on your ideas. The findings could have some important implications for personal relationships, but currently, the relationship between creativity and social bonding is unclear. We found that people use creative ideas to judge another person's personality, but we found no effect on how much they like the person. It remains an open question as to whether hearing a person's creative ideas can pave the way for either rejection or bonding, Goncalo explained. For instance, one person shared creative candle scent ideas like zombie apocalypse, spoiled milk in a hot car, dog farts, and guilt, guile, and gore. You probably formed an image of this person based on these ideas, but whether you like this person or not will probably depend on whether your preferences match. My lab is doing more and more work on the consequences of creativity, so I hope to have more findings to share in the near future, Goncalo added. The study, sorry about that, the study Your Soul Spells Out, The Creative Act Feels Self-Disclosing, was authored by Jack A. Goncalo and Joshua H. Katz. Well, thank you, Mr. Katz and Mr. Goncalo. Appreciate ya. I can tell you one thing that I know, and that is I love creativity, and I love creative people, and I'm inspired by people who are just struck by that creativity arrow. Um, like Sean, for example. He's one of my sweetest friends. He's in England, and he writes music, and he creates music and I remember him just telling me like I woke up one night and I couldn't sleep because I was just struck by inspiration with this line and I had to make it a song and I find that so inspiring you know music is something that I'm just so enamored by in general and um, I I often have things playing in my head I'll create layers and layers of music and then play them into my head and this is why recently I'm on this kind of music kick. I want to try something different. It's because I, I want to be able to translate that and see how that works out. It's going to be incredibly difficult, though. Very, very challenging for me because I don't have any music background and I don't have any experience with instruments or a MIDI keyboard or any of this editing software that I plan to use it with. But I just need to do it. I need to do it, and I don't understand it. And I feel inspired by people like Sean who do this, and then he'll send me like a portion of a song or a song, and it just fucking kills me how good it sounds. And like, his mind came up with that. His mind, just on a whim, just hanging out or falling asleep or whatever, And then he sends it to me and I listen to it and with the lyrics and everything, I'm just so blown away by how beautiful a creation can come out of someone's mind. And I'm like, I want to try something too. Like, 
speaking isn't exactly creative for me. I'm, I'm not taking any risks. I'm not trying to make any jokes. I'm not trying to use language in an interesting way because I just don't think that I, like my language skills are as proficient as they need to be to create what I want to if I want this to be considered a creative thing. It's something that I love to do. I like exploring ideas and I like doing all that, but I'm not sure there's really a creative element to that. Um, there certainly could be. Uh, it's unique just because it's coming from me, but it's not really that unique. Anything that I'm saying is pretty standard and universal. You know, It could be ubiquitously applied is how I like to think. And if it can't, point it out. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. So that that is the idea of exploring a creative avenue. But the thing about that is it's actually quite challenging to do because when you are getting in touch or when you are expressing those idiosyncratic parts of your personality that help your creativity and add that uniqueness to your creativity – for me, there's always an underlying fear of like, oh God, this is embarrassing or it's going to be weird or cringy at first. And that is the way you kind of find your way into your creativity is being okay with how weird it may be or how not weird it may be or how boring it may be or how whatever it is it may be. The idea is when that wind comes to catch you, you got to go with it. You just have to. You can't have any reservations about what people will think or how people will feel about it. You just have to make sure you can get to a point where you're comfortable with the way your mind wants to creatively express itself. So it's weird to think about for me that I suddenly want to make music or I fucking want to try. It's something I want to learn. It's something I want to improve upon. There are so many melodies that I have in my mind that I just need to translate into reality and I have to learn. I don't care how frustrating and how challenging that is. I feel like I'm finally developing the kind of patience that I need to actually get intimate with a creative pursuit. And Sean's like, whatever you need, I'll help you. I'll teach you. If you need to learn, I'll help you out. If you need to know how this or that works, I will help you out. I'm here for you because this is the shit that I love. I love it when people want to get into music. And I love music so much. So it's so good to see when somebody else wants to. And that shit is fucking everything. That, those kind of people my friends, are the kind of people you want to have around who want to encourage you to be creative and encourage you to sing and use your talents and improve them to make something beautiful, a work of art. And again, I'm everything, I'm so lucky. I'm just very lucky I have that. So what am I going to do today? Well, I'm going to get up, I'm going to make some breakfast, I'm going to finish this cup of coffee, I'm going to test this new monitor that I've had sitting in a box for two weeks, and then I'm going to plug in my MIDI keyboard and I'm going to start playing around a bit because I have some time. Because that is a good way to spend my time, you know? It's nice to have just a day to myself, relax, take a day off from the crazy six-day week, and uh, just exist and chill out and do something that I'm super excited to do. You know what I'm saying? I hope you find something you love to do and give yourself to it. Fuck the weird shit. Like, who cares if you feel weird? Life is too short to get caught up in the weird shit. And you know what? It's also too short to get caught up in the negative shit. And uh, eject those things. You don't need them. You don't need them. You just get so taken by the poison that the poison makes you believe that there's something worth keeping, but there isn't. It's never a good thing to eat poison, bro. <laughs> it's just not, okay? Act in a way that you can be truthful about the way that you act. And I'm not saying I haven't done things that are things to look down at. Trust me, I have, okay? I have. And those are things that I have to accept the consequences for and deal with. And I will. And maybe one day, I can talk about those things. But right now, I've been yapping for about an hour. 
and I want to not go on for too long. So thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for chilling. Good morning, club, in full effect right now. Have a great day. Kick some ass out there. Be positive if you can. And if you can't be positive, draw from positive sources. Gravitate or move towards things that are positive and you will feel better. That's how it goes. Always try your best to create the conditions in which positivity will emerge. You know, that's what you got to do. Do it. Do, 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 do it. Okay? Because, mwah. okay, love you. Bye.